With the trade deadline approaching, which moves should the Vikes make to improve the roster? Plus, a look ahead at the biggest changes needed during their bye week. It's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's Superior Sports Talk with CARE 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day, and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk, and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for and download our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV and on CARE 11. Tuesday, Reg, Vikes are 5-1. Wolves season starts tomorrow. Wild, they're playing hockey. Maybe we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later. You know, how are we feeling? Guy, hey, I'm feeling good, man. You know, uh, it's a weird time of the year. Like, these teams, when it's over, it's over, man. Like, the loons, one and done mm-hmm. last night. Just, mm-hmm. I hate to, to see a team have to lose on penalty kicks, but it is what it is, I suppose. They're coming back to Minnesota to pack up the lockers and, Go home. Lots to get into, but first remember, follow along, Locked On Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, and on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at Locked On M-I-N. And remember, we're a podcast too, free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we got it. Tons of great choices over there. You got the Ron Johnson Show, you got the Football Party, and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button and drop us a five-star review. Speaking of YouTube, every day I'm posting a new poll up on the Locked On Minnesota YouTube community page. Yesterday I posed the question, what we talked about, who was the unsung hero of Sunday's win in Miami? Four options, Harrison Smith, Pat Pete, Zadarius, and punter Ryan Wright. Here were the results. Pat P. and Harrison Smith, third and fourth place, 10 and 12% of the votes, respectively. Ryan Wright started out hot early in the day. He was the front runner. He ended with 35%. And your winner, 43% of the votes, Zadarius Smith, two sacks, 11 pressures, a 90 grade per PFF. My boy Ryan Wright had a shot, but at the end of the day, Zadarius just kept piling up these votes. I can't blame the people. Absolutely dominant performance by him and the defensive line. Quick thoughts on the poll there, Rich. You know, I'm with the people, you know. Uh, it's funny to to see Ryan Wright be so high on there. You know, punters are people too. Shout out Rich mm-hmm. Eisen. But mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith, is is as advertised you know he's one of the leaders and um i I think i saw yesterday uh, on cbs sports they tweeted out no one has more pressures this season than him and michael parsons pretty good company to keep you know like that that's 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 not bad and you know for all that's been said about you know him and and trying to get going with this edge department. I think he is starting to, to cook it up a little bit, you know, um, seeing him kind of rush in and, and kind of make some of these tackles for loss and things like that. You saw that 
against the Dolphins on Sunday quite a bit. I think he is the unsung hero. I'm with the people here. Uh, remember, go check out the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube page every day. I'm posting a new poll over there. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a beat. Go comment and let us know what you think. All right, to football we go. Vikes are five and one, top five, even top three in some power rankings. We'll get to that a little bit later around the country. Things are just wild right now in Vikings country. It hasn't always been pretty. In fact, at times, it's been downright ugly. But I want to know how much credit Kirk Cousins deserves for this Vikings five and one start, in your opinion, because the stats aren't what we thought they would be going in with Kevin O'Connell and this new Rams offense. Nine TDs, five interceptions through six weeks. He's in the middle teens in multiple quarterback categories. The stats are saying he's been pretty average. Yet at the end of the day, he's got a handful of come-from-behind, game-winning drives on his resume. How much credit goes to Kirk for this hot start? A lot of it, especially because when you look at a, a quarterback, he's judged by the wins and losses. The wins and losses may not be a quarterback stat, but he surely gets judged by them. And so I think that is where you have to look at it. Right now, he's quarterbacking a team that's 5-1. and one. What else can you say about it? And he's doing enough to make sure that they are winning these games. He's making throws when it matters most. And, you know, like you said, come from behind drives in four straight games. Like, he's doing everything that he needs to do. His teammates sure think that he's he's doing uh, a lot to help this team. Just yesterday, putting all the chains on him again. He's got the shades. I he's got it. the the chains on with his shirt tucked into his pants. Real, real Kirk Cousins <laughs> type stuff, you know, like just this real Kirky type things. But you look at the the numbers, and I know it's not eye popping. It's not you know, flashing. I don't know if, if you put him in the running for the MVP race or anything like that, but he's helping them win games. He is not costing them games. He deserves a lot of credit for the success of this team so far. Yeah, I think the big thing is we knew better than just assume this team would hit the ground running under a new regime and staff. And you say, Luke, well, they're five and one. What are you talking about? But if you look at each phase in a vacuum, offense, defense, special teams, the defense showed up Sunday, but has been inconsistent up to that point. The offense struggled for the most part on Sunday and have been hot and cold, kind of feast or famine type feel to it. And while it's great they're winning, you just knew realistically it, it was going to take some time to figure things out, which is what's most encouraging, honestly, about looking forward into the future going into this bye week. Speaking of looking forward, the trade deadline is quickly approaching in the NFL. ESPN came out with 15 possible trades they think makes the most sense. They had the Vikes swapping Chris Boyd and a six-round pick for Chargers slot quarterback Michael Boyd. Basically, they're saying Chandon Sullivan kind of been a weak spot, a little disappointing for the Vikes defense. Chargers have a solid slot cornerback they think would be a big upgrade. They could part with and help save $7 million on the cap, which they can't afford. And they need a more realistic fourth or fifth cornerback like Boyd, who would also help with special teams. Your thoughts on that possible trade scenario? And if you were the yeah. GM sitting at TCO, who are you calling to make a move when you look at this roster? Like, could be adding someone at a position of need or moving on from a guy who isn't maybe playing much and trying to recoup some draft picks and save some cap for the Vikes themselves. 
I don't know. I think you look at this team right now, and I, I'm not sure that you make any moves. I mean, the the team is is kind of solid where they are. I, I think the the defense that that we see, the problems that we've seen, I don't think that they're fixable just by adding one guy to the mix. Like I, I just don't the I don't see that. What you do want to see is a guy like uh, Booth Jr. getting healthy, staying healthy and being out there competing with his teammates just so we can see what he has and see what he can do, what type of impact that he can make on the field. I mean, I'm not in love with this trade scenario. I mean, Chris Boyd is is pretty much one of their special teams aces. He's a, a mm-hmm. big reason that, you know, their their punt coverage and and all that is is as solid as it is. And so I don't know that that, that trade really excites me. I don't know that them – you know, trading for a, a backup, you know, third, fourth string cornerback is really the solution for this team, especially losing a guy like Chris Boyd. This just, this just doesn't really move the needle for me. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm not all that thrilled with it. And now you're talking about, you know, this guy signed a three-year, $25 million extension before last season. Now you're talking about, you know, adding more money on the books. And it's just like, no, you you're really – trying to cut the cap a little bit so that you can make room for maybe some other type of bigger moves next offseason. I don't know. I think, you know, if they wanted to add depth, maybe you try to, you know, call up a guy like Sue. Hey, what, mm-hmm. you, what you doing? Mm-hmm. You eating some mm-hmm. eating some Frosted Flakes or, mm-hmm. you know, you got some Honey Nut Cheerios or just chilling, chilling with the fam? Hey, come come play some football for us, bro. Like, it's two o'clock I, I in think, the afternoon. Did you just wake up? Yeah. Like, let's go, man. Exactly. You got to get back into the routine, man. Come on. Are you working out? Like, are you in shape? How you doing? You man? you are a little bit. Right? <laughs> okay, come on. Let let's let's go play some football in Minnesota and bring a coat, bring a couple. Got a Canada goose. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Like, I think you know if they if they want to add some depth to maybe that line. Or, or if they just want to add depth in general, I don't know that they give up anything of of significance to get a, a person. Maybe you just try to bolster the depth from some guys that are, are on the street that still have some value uh, as a player, as opposed to trading away. You know, like Chris Boyd is not a guy that's going to be a, a starter on the defense, but he is a guy that is good depth. And also someone who's a, a special teams wizard, and you know how much they they value special teams enough that they dropped Amir Smith Marset to trade for Jalen Rager, you know, just so they could have a, a solid punt returner. But I, I just it just doesn't move the needle for me. I'm not all that convinced that trading away Chris Boyd is a, a, a solution to any problem right now. I'm with you. I'm not touching Chris Boyd. He's been an absolute stud. Special teams has single-handedly won this team a game or two already this season. Andrew Booth Jr., he's going to come back. He's going to help out that secondary and Chandon Sullivan and things like that once he gets into the mix. And I think the Vikings, as far as trades go, I think they already made their big trades. They traded for second-round pick Ross Blacklock as that third defensive lineman. They traded for Jalen Rager as a punt returner. I think Quasey's already made his moves. He's kind of committed to the roster at hand at this point. This stuff's always fun in theory, but realistically, in the NFL, you just don't see many moves go down at the deadline, like baseball, for example, at least not for the big-name guys. Although, people are saying Christian McCaffrey could be had right now. 
And if I'm the Bills or the Rams, I would be on that phone night and day trying to make something happen for him. Plenty more Vikes and NFL talk to get into. Next, we're going to look at the road ahead for the Vikes and go around the NFL with our Give Me One segment. But first, Vikes now 12-1 to to win the Super Bowl after being one of only five teams to be 5-1 and or better this season remaining. Make sure to keep tabs all season long and check those odds out and more with BetOnline. BetOnline.net fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games stats news info you want it they got it nfl mlb nba even mma or ufc bet online makes betting easy and it's your number one source for all your betting needs go to betonline.net today to learn more that's betonline.net it's where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast. Drop us a five-star review or find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel hit the subscribe button leave us a comment let us know what you think and find us now streaming on your roku or amazon fire stick devices just download our locked on sports minnesota app and enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day anytime all right back to the vikes just real quick here before we go around the nfl vikes are two games up on the packers they own the tiebreaker as well so really a three game lead they got a bye then arizona and washington coming out of that break packers have washington buffalo bills and detroit the next three weeks i know everyone wants to pump the brakes and say it's too early vikes luck will run out rogers is going to heat back up what's your quick thoughts on how this division's kind of shaping out now through six weeks I think the Vikings are the more stable mm-hmm. organization. I think the Vikings have the most talent out of all the other teams in the division. And so I just think if they can find a way to find some consistency, have some steady performances, you know, it, it just, it's kind of crazy when you think about the schedule and how it just continues to be in their favor. Arizona is a hot mess right now. I know you saw last night or yesterday, Carson Wentz got the fracture in the hand. He's on the shelf. Now they're going back to Taylor Heineke. We we may not see Carson Wentz when the Vikings go to D.C. on November 5th. Buffalo is going to be, look, we talked about it. That's just going to be a tough game. Dallas, are we going to see Dak? Are we going to see Cooper Rush? who are who are we going to see? And you know that pass rush led by Micah Parsons is going to be tough. That's going to be a tough game. New England, they seem to be finding their legs. Do we see Bailey Zappi? Do we see Mackie, Mackie and Cheese? Do You know, <laughs> who do we see uh, with with that game? But that, that defense is, is starting to look strong. They are establishing that run game. Like, that's going to be a tough game on Thanksgiving in primetime. And we know how the Vikings play in primetime, especially Kirk Cousins. But I think if they can kind of stay the course here and and really fight and and win some of these games that they should, I think that will be a a good sign for them because the Packers are a hot mess. Mm -hmm. Hot, steamy mess. 
Aaron Rodgers doesn't know who he's going to throw to. I don't know that we had this many questions about their offensive line, but he is getting brutally beaten back there. Special teams is still very much a nightmare, a la that playoff game that they had against San Francisco. And the defense that's supposed to be much improved, giving up 27 points to the Jets. Hello? What is going on there? Like, the the Packers just look out of sorts. And to think that them losing Devontae Adams just seemed to be a, a situation that really spelled not well for them more than we more than we thought just because you're like okay they got Aaron Rodgers he'll bring the guys together and blah 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 like no like they don't have that dominant alpha guy they lose Sammy Watkins a veteran presence no surprise there he's always getting hurt you know Christian Watson not able to get on the field and when he's when he is out there he's not really effective as a rookie we're like okay Romeo Dobbs let's go He's just kind of a complimentary piece, still figuring it out as a rookie. Alan Lazard, he's doing what he can, but like as a bona fide number one receiver in this league, I don't know that he's necessarily that. The Packers are the main threat to what the Vikings are trying to do, which is win the division. But they're going through the same teams that the Vikings are going through, and they're just having a very, very tough time. And I just don't know that, they're just going to flip the switch and things are just going to be better. The Lions, not worried about them, already beat them this season, and they're a hot mess as well. We thought that maybe they'd be improved. They look like the Lions still. And Chicago, we've seen them. Good Lord, we've seen them. Hot mess expressed there as well. So this thing is neck and neck between the Vikings and the Packers, and I think that I will give the Vikings the edge just because they seem to be playing more together right now. And just top to bottom, they have more talent than Green Bay has right now. If I were to just make you sit down and watch a couple Bears games, you'd say there's no way this team has won two games already. There's just no way. Why would First of all, why would you do that? You're sick. Do why that. would you do that? That's disgusting. The other thing, <laughs> imagine Bears fans, by the way. They have to do that every week. That's tough, man. You mentioned the Lions. They're still the Lions. I get it. One and four coming off the bye. But I'm telling you, once the Lions are fully healthy and can just put all three phases together, Swift coming back, Josh Paschal, second-round pick, Jamison Williams hasn't even touched the field yet, top 15 pick, number one receiver coming out of the draft. I think Dan Campbell – is going to have a good shot of actually starting to win a few games before this thing is all said and done. We'll see how it all shakes out, though. I mentioned the Vikes' bye. Obviously, they traveled to London, didn't take the bye following that. All four of their last games have been one-score games coming down on the wire. Injury report actually looks great, all things considering, in comparison to other teams around the league. But emotionally, they definitely need a week of rest right now. What's the focal point if you're KOC at these first six games that you think this team needs to improve on the most during this time off? He's going to go back. He's going to watch the film. What do you hope he comes out of that saying, it's this and this that we need to focus on improving? Well, I think I just continue to look ahead to that Buffalo game. Mm -hmm. If you cannot keep up with them, you are going to get dog walked at that mm -hmm. stadium in Buffalo with those rowdy fans. I think you look at the film and you say, man, what the heck is going on? Why do we keep having these offensive lulls in these games? They should have, I, I, I think I tweeted on Sunday, 
the game was 10 to 3 at the time. I was like, man, this game should be like 24 to 3. They were dominating the Dolphins on the defensive end. And like the offense just couldn't do anything. They were stuck in the mud. And they had a chance to step. I have just not seen so far the Vikings just be able to step on a team's throat and just throttle it. Like, we haven't seen that yet. And that's because the the offense just, for some reason, at certain times during the game, they just are not clicking. And they just don't look good. I think if that's something that KLC should focus on, it would be that, especially with him being an offensive-minded play caller and head coach. Like, what is wrong with this offense? Why do they get stuck in the mud? Why can't they sustain drives when they need to? Why does it take them getting punched in the mouth or them having their backs against the wall for the offense to finally kind of show some life? And, you know, like we we saw those offensive lows last week, and then all of a sudden they put the 17-play, 75-yard drive for the touchdown together. And you're just like, uh, where was that? You know, where you been? All day, you know? And I think that's something that, you know, that offense was putrid. That first half on Sunday against the Dolphins, what the heck was that? You just watch it just like, this is nasty. This is like disgusting football right now. And, you know, like I said yesterday, even Jonathan Vilma, he's like, where's the offense at? Where's the the creativity? You know, KLC is supposed to be like this dude that, you know, is this offensive-minded wizard type guy, and we're not seeing it. What's going on? And so I think that's something that he should probably, you know, look at, focus on, and, and when he moves forward in these games, especially coming up with some of the stiff competition that is on the schedule, that's something that he needs to get fixed. Get the run game going a little bit more and be able to sustain these drives. That's the biggest focus moving forward. If they're going to be a, a playoff team, if they're going to be a team that really competes, because I do think the NFC is wide open. You know, the Eagles are are 6-0, and but there's not one team in the NFL right now, maybe outside of, of Buffalo, maybe maybe Kansas City as well. I know they just lost to Buffalo, but they're still a scary team as well. There's not, you know, one team outside of those teams that really make me shake in my boots. I think there's a, a chance any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday, I guess, these teams can be beat and the Vikings need to take advantage of that. Yeah. I brought it up on the football party yesterday. There's such an extreme drop off more this year than what we've seen in the last five, 10 years of the elite teams like the Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, and then these second and third teams and Vikes got washed against the Eagles an elite team, but against the second and third teams, they're taking advantage of it. They're cashing in. They're winning games. The Vikes may not be great right now, but they're beating and taking advantage of average to slightly above average teams. And that's really, at the end of the day, all that matters. Four three and outs to start the game. Ten three and outs on 15 drives. Consistency is what it all boils down to. Big cliche, but it's true. Vikes got the talent to score points. They got the guys to have a top 15 defense on this roster. This is the time, though. Now you get two weeks to put it all together. Your KOC, you sit down with Kirk. You say, okay, these are the plays that I see are working, and these are the things that clearly we're having the most problems with. Which plays and which concepts do you think there's still potential in? 
in? And which ones do you just want me to rip up out of the playbook right now and get rid of? <laughs> I'll burn them, I'll, uh, whatever you want. You find what's yeah. working together, though. Your head coach and your quarterback. That relationship is so important. We've talked about it all preseason and going into the year. Defensively, said it yesterday. I think that Miami game is the game we look back and say, that's the week it started to all come together. Still waiting for more sub packages, more wrinkles, a little few different looks. Brian Asamoah, Andrew Boot Jr., they have some things that they can bring to the table that should help this defense a little bit in certain situations. I don't think the three safety package look that we talked about a lot is really a priority anymore with Lewis seen out. Although Josh Metellus has looked solid when he's on the field, so maybe that's an option. But I know it's just one game against the second and third string quarterback, but 32 quarterback pressures, man. It's just wild. And I'm just suddenly filled with a lot more optimism about the defense than I had been all season long. Uh, last one real quick, weekly tradition on the show, ESPN's latest power rankings. Vikes stay at number four behind only the Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs. Giants, Cowboys, Ravens, five, six, and seven. Packers are 14 on the list. Bears and Lions, both in the bottom four of the rankings. Quick thoughts on the rankings. What sticks out to you? Hey, the Vikings are staying put at four. I think that they have the, the national folks' attention at five and one. And look, the they're talking about there was widespread criticism that Kevin O'Connell would have the team physically ready for the start of the season and all this. And he said there's only a handful of intensely physical practice periods, but the Vikings, it, it looked like it worked in his favor with all that he did in the preseason because the Vikings are are relatively healthy and they're five and one right now. So I think it's hard to argue with the five and one team. They moved up last week up into that four spot to think that they have the national attention of being the fourth best team right now is is pretty good. But you know what? These power rankings, man, as we saw with the Twins, like, is what have you done for me lately? So they have to keep winning. They have to keep looking good in order to sustain this. But at the end of the day, like, people aren't really concerned about the the power rankings if the, the Vikings are going out there and doing what they're supposed to do, which is trying to make a push for the playoffs and actually make some noise when they do get into the playoffs. But we're a long way from that. Yeah, Vikes number four on ESPN Power Rankings, number three on CBS Rankings, ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's fun to say. Three of the final four teams in the playoffs last year, Rams, Niners, Bengals, all outside of the top 10, 11, 12, and 13 on ESPN's rankings as it stands today. All right, coming up, we're going around the NFL with our Gimme One segment. But first, hungry, need a midday snack? Grab a Built Bar. Built Bar made with collagen protein, so it's easily digestible and provides tons of health benefits. Each bar is just 160 calories and 15 grams of protein, packing the perfect punch of nutrition and taste. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN15. Get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN15. All right, time has come. Give me one. Give me one. Going around the NFL today, some dramatic week six action. First one up here. Let's try to sneak two in. Of the struggling teams with high expectations going into the year, give me one that is officially dead in the water. No hope of. Hey, wait. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. The Broncos. They are cooked. <laughs> 
Russ is cooked. <laughs> you knew. You Don't knew. Don't put them on TV, national TV, ever again. They may not you even knew. want to see them on TV in Denver. Black out the games there, too. That team is not worthy of our attention anymore. Let's just kill it. Kill the There's not enough tums the in the Wilson. world. I can't no. do it. I can't no, do it. No, they thought that they thought that Russell Wilson was going to be him. Russell Wilson is turning out to be not him. Like he's not that. Just get him out of there. Get the Broncos off the TV screen. Let him go back to Nathaniel Hackett. Looks like a hot mess. God bless him and his endeavors. The Broncos are trash. Just, just stop putting them on TV. Leave them alone. They're done. They're done. They. That game last night, they had every reason to win. The Chargers went full charger last night, and they still ended up going to overtime and losing that game. Get them out of here. They're done to me. They're dead to me. Bye. Sayonara. Bucks, Packers, or Broncos were the three options. Funny, you already knew you <laughs> called it out, and that was the right answer. It's got to be the Broncos. They look like they got no hope, especially – in that division with the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders, I think they're toast, man. What do all three teams have in common, though? Old veteran quarterback. Tom Brady just doesn't mm. look right right now. Aaron Rodgers is a mess, and Russell Wilson as well. Maybe we're starting to see the end of the old era and starting to see the beginning of the new era with all the young and up-and-coming quarterback talent in the league. All right, last one. Fikes are 5-1. and one. They've won four in a row. They got a commanding lead in the NFC North. So give me one reason why the Vikes aren't legitimate Super Bowl contenders in the national media eye yet. I just think that they still is, is basically what I said in the last segment is them not figuring out this offense and the consistency just yet. They are playing complimentary football right now, but it's like they're they're flying by the seat of their pants. And the offense has these lulls, and you're like, okay, that needs to get fixed. And then the defense, the bend but don't break style, I think you just want to see them come out and dominate a team on the defensive end. And once they do that, then maybe you feel like they're a little bit more of a Super Bowl contender. You know, it seems like if not for some of these timely takeaways or, mm -hmm. you know, just these goofy plays that end up working in their favor, like, I don't know, the Vikings just seem to be living right this year. But if not for some of those plays that would not have happened last year under Mike Zimmer, it seems like maybe not only would they have lost some of these games, but they would be in a world of trouble with, with their defense and with the offense. But they are getting some of these timely plays. They are getting some of these timely drives on offense, and they are still winning in spite of some of the, the mistakes that are being made. But I think if you're like, okay, if this team is going to be for real, for real, I think you want to see them sure up some of those things and maybe you can maybe make an argument about them being a Super Bowl contender. Totally agree. If people want them to be in the Super Bowl discussion that they need to beat some playoff teams week one, we thought, oh my gosh, just whooped up on the Packers at home. Turns out the Packers are a mess. Week two, only real big litmus test. Eagles flunked it. Saints in London. Saints were down, you know, three, four huge name starters in that game. We're going to find out a lot against the Buffalo Bills here and see exactly where this team is at. Great that they're beating the teams that they're supposed to, but if you want to be in that Super Bowl talk, that's a whole nother story and another level of discussion, and they got to beat some premium teams on the schedule. We'll see here in a couple weeks how they look against the Bills. 
All right, that's a wrap today. Back tomorrow, breaking down more Vikes NFL T-Wolves action. Remember, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms. Subscribe, drop us a five-star review, and find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Reggie Wilson, on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. And you can check him out every night up on CARE 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today.